All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the iBug Buzz, episode 556 for October 24th, 2022. Uh, I'm Greg. I'll be co-hosting tonight with Sandia. And I know we've got one new person on the call, but for any of you that are new to the iBug Buzz, this is an open forum uh, where we encourage you to ask questions, bring up issues about that you're having with your iOS devices like the iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Apple Watch, and specifically about the voiceover and accessibility features on those devices. Uh, we like to start each meeting with uh, announcements and a preview of other iBug events that are coming up this week. So, Sandia, over to you. All right. Thank you, Greg. Yes, we have a busy week once again. Let's see. So, we are in the iBug bus for the foreseeable next two hours. And then, and so all things that I say are on the Zoom conference line, unless specified otherwise, and all times are central. Okay, tomorrow, Tuesday, we have a double header in honor of the World Series. So in the afternoon from five to six, we'll be on Clubhouse doing iBug mini buzz, mini buzz implying a mini version of what we are doing right now, just for one hour tomorrow on Zoom. In the evening, 7 to 8.30, we will do Mac and Talk, all things related to your Mac, whether you have a Mac, whether you don't have a Mac, whether you should get a Mac, all those kind of questions and what to do with your Mac, okay? So come to that. That's like an open Q&A, just like what we're doing here right now, but only limited to the Mac. Then Wednesday, Wednesday, we are off. Thursday, we have some fun. It's It's iBug's Life. And the topic is, why did the chicken cross the road? <sighs> Who knows? Okay, we, I think it is to avoid being cooked in multiple ways. That is what I have been told. So come and join our fun. That'll be to, at 7 p.m. Central, and we shall learn all kinds of ways to cook chicken. Okay, next Friday, iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. We'll be starting at 8 p.m. Central, 7.30 social time, and then we have a discussion and trivia to follow. We also have uh, a great uh, iBug Apple workshop this past Saturday, and there we reviewed Apple News, and then we talked about the Bank of America app with Marion, and then Herbie talked about the Messages app, so we had a lot of good discussion, and it is, I don't think it is quite up on our website, but our volunteer will be working on that diligently. Social media. We have a website, ibugtoday.org, I-B-U-G-T-O-D-A-Y.org. There you can register to get all of our notifications in a prompt manner. Doesn't cost anything. All of our services are free. Everything that I've mentioned is free. Then we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash iBugToday, great place to pose questions and answer questions. Then we have Twitter at iBugToday. If we have an Instagram, that is uh, sort of, sort of, <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but okay, it, it's not very active, but it, we, we're, gonna, we're planning on working on that. We have a mentoring program. If you are learning your new device and you need help, we have a 12-week program to so just fill out the application on our website under the training tab, 
and that would be the mentee application. And then we will match you up with one of our amazing advanced users. And then you will be on your way to unlocking that powerful iPhone. Okay, I think that's it, Greg. I'm handing it back to you. All right. A lot of, a lot of things going on in uh, iBug land this week. Uh, so let's let's go around the room and see who's here. Uh, you'll need to unmute yourself, state your name, tell us where you're from. And if you're new to iBug or the iBug Buzz, please share that with us. So I'll start. Uh, my name is Greg. I'm uh, from Central Texas. Terry, this is Fabian Houston. Terry and Kirby. I'm Herbie? Yep. Oh, hey, Herbie. Okay, who else? Good. Bridget, I'm Atlanta. Okay, uh, Bridget and... Julie. Julie. Hey, Julie. All right, who else have we got? Pete from Jacksonville. Hey, Pete. Good to hey, have you with us. Thank you, sir. Dee from Southern Illinois. All right, Dee. Welcome. Thank you. Vincent Janet from Colorado. Janet, and did I hear Vincent? Yeah. All right, good. Glad you guys are here. Marie from Reno. Okay, give me, tell me again. Marie from Reno. Okay, Marie. Xavier. Hey, how are you doing, Xavier? Marsha from Sarasota. Hi, Marsha. Vanessa, Georgia. Vanessa, welcome. This is Ned from Texas and happy Diwali. <laughs> hey, Ned. Wow, thank you. This is we have from a, Virginia. And Sorry, Diwali is. And we have a random dog joining us. Yeah, random dog. Who, who else have we got? Oh, Sri. Uh, yeah, I got Sri. We tried it. Turn. Yeah. Michael yeah. in Austin, Texas. Hey, Michael. Hello, this is Roy from Fort Worth, and that dog was Aggie. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Hi, Roy. Who Helene else we... from Woodstock. Hi, Helene. Woodstock. Linda from Mambo. Hi, Linda. Marvin from Chicago. Marvin, how are you doing? Okay. Jody from New Hampshire. Hey, Jody. Hi. Dana from Cincinnati. I've been new for about two years. Yeah, right. Mr. Dana, hey. Who else have we got? David Houston. Hey, David. I'm Dan Houston. And Sandia. Anybody else want to say hello? Okay. We have a really Thomas in Colorado. Hey, Sorry, Thomas. Hey, how are you doing? My fingers were wet, and so the the screen touch thing wasn't working. <laughs> so, so don't don't try a touch screen with wet fingers. Right, doesn't work. All right, it's good to know. Who, who else have we got? All right. Well, let's go ahead. I feel like this is uh, one big family. It seems like after you listen for a while, you get to know people a little bit and, and well, there's just an incredible amount of knowledge and, and support in this group. Uh, 
So let's get started with questions and- Or do we want to introduce, oh, this is Samia, Mike, Michael. Oh, okay, Michael, you're, yeah. Okay, Michael, so how did you find out about iBug and the iBug buzz? Uh, Ned um, uh, mentioned it. Okay, and what what kind of, uh, you, you have an iPhone or what, what kind of iOS device? I have an iPhone 10, um, okay. which um, was, was gifted to me from a, a lady that, uh, um, that uh, uh, quit Apple to stay home and raise her daughter. Okay. And are, are, are you using VoiceOver at all? Have you started learning how to use it? Yes, I am. Messages. One minute ago. Amy, I thought it started with L. That was my mix-up. Bye. All right, everybody okay. got muted again. Okay, go yeah, ahead. yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, Michael, I encourage you to to uh, check out that mentoring program because that is a that is a really good program. Uh, and I, you know, we've all we've all been down that road of, of you know starting with knowing absolutely nothing and and learning how to use all the gestures and things. So I encourage you to participate in that. Um, Let's go ahead and kick off some questions. Uh, and Michael, if you have any questions, we'll give you priority. Um, and if not, then we'll just open it to everybody. Anybody? Hi, it's Vanessa. Vanessa, go ahead. Hi, so my question is, let's say if I'm reading the Bible and I come across a verse that I like and is there a way to copy that verse and paste it you know, like in a message or something like that okay and and what what are you reading it what what app or what are you reading it what are you using to read oh I have a Bible app okay all right okay anybody have have a response to that this is Pete yeah, go ahead, Pete. Uh, well, there, I'm not sure, that, but there may be a share type of a mechanism in that Bible app. Have you have you mm -hmm. seen that at all, Vanessa? Mm, not that I know of. Try looking um, in various uh, margins, perhaps, of your Bible app. And you'll, if you okay. see the word share, that gives you an opportunity to send it to yourself or to whomever with a message, an iMessage or okay. email or a whole, whole variety of uh, vehicles. But you also may be able to copy and paste the text, which is um, done by using your rotor. And it's, it's kind of complicated to tell, tell you how to do it here, but... Um, mm -hmm. That's a, a possibility if you have the rotor action item of uh, text selection, then you can select text, either one character at a time, a word, um, okay. a sentence or a paragraph or something like that. And then you can okay. use another part of your rotor to copy it. And then you can paste it elsewhere um, mm -hmm. like in a message or an email or something like that. But that's, if you're not familiar mm -hmm. with the rotor and how to uh, copy and paste uh, text, that could be a little uh, complicated to talk about here. 
Yeah. I, okay. I have to play with that a little bit, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, Jody. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jody. Uh, Jody. Yeah, Jody. Oh, go okay. Ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, go thought ahead, Jody. There, I, thought, I thought somebody else said something. No, uh, yes. Another thing you can do if it's a separate paragraph or separate verse, you can do a three finger quadruple tap, which is my favorite gesture. And that will copy that, mm -hmm. that verse to your clipboard. And then you can go to wherever it is you want to paste it and go to your rotor and go to edit and then go to paste and then you can paste it. So a three finger quadruple tap will copy okay. that verse. Okay. Thank you, my right. dear. Yeah. So that gives you a couple of options. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. How about another question? This is Sandia. Sandia. I just wanted to remind people that, you know, our first 45 minutes are for the beginner user. So if you are a beginner user, we'd love to hear from you because this is really, you know, if we don't have any other questions, then we move on. But this is, you know, set for you guys, the beginning people. So it can be any kind of question. Nothing is too basic because if you need to know it, then it's important. So just wanted to encourage people. All right, thank you. All right. This is, this is Marcia. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, Marcia. Um, okay, when I'm, when I, I, I've learned how to get into um, some of the ACB calls. But sometimes there's two things talking and I don't know how to shut one up, you know. And so I've tried a, a double tap and I've tried a triple thing and I always end up turning off the one I want to hear. And I don't, somebody said there's a voiceover and there's a speak and there's a Siri and I'm totally confused. Okay. Let's see if we can get a response to that. Anybody? This is Herbie. Yeah, Herbie, go ahead. So is it just happening in the ACB calls or is it also happening like on these calls as well or any other Zoom call you go on? Well, I went on a Zoom call today with, for Brian and Katie and the both of them were speaking. And I don't know whether it's Siri or the voiceover voice or just what's, or, or what's going on in the meeting. So do you have any low vision things active as well as voiceover? Do I have any low vision what? Anything, anything <laughs> low vision active as well as in addition to voiceover like Zoom or magnifier or speak screen or anything like that? Um, I don't think so on my phone. If I'm on my computer, that does have a magnifier on it. Okay, because it sounds so, and so like, is it two things saying the same thing or something? Are they no, they're saying this something totally different. In fact, it's, I, I think one of them sounds like Siri that's saying, um, so-and-so is joining the meeting, so-and-so is leaving the meeting is what I heard today. Because okay. I'm thinking that... Well, I think I'm getting messaged by somebody that I think it would be better if they could actually unmute and give the um, answer themselves, <clears throat> person in the other room, but um, I can pick on them. Um, I'm thinking, but their answer is, because uh, Chanel was texting me and saying the same thing I was thinking, which was I was asking about low vision aids, because we're both thinking you have speak screens somehow enabled. 
Um, and that is a separate function from voiceover that it can speak certain announcements or whatever that what? um, would display on Zoom. And you can check that in your accessibility settings. Um, when I, I was on ACB, no, let's see. Um, I would, I only get do voiceover when I'm on, on the Apple phone. That's the only time that, you know, that I've been using voiceover. Of course, I can't use it on my computer. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about okay. is on the iPhone. There's an option under accessibility called speak screen. Um, I think it's under spoken content now. Somebody can definitely correct me if I'm wrong because, um, but it is a separate function than voiceover and it sounds to me like you've got two voices going on telling you different bits of information and if you disabled the speak screen um then that would disable the double voice now that is what i think is going on at least this, this is scary oh. yeah sound you okay so ahead. just to clarify barsha you're hearing like some kind of siri voice and then are you hearing people talking or yeah. just Yes, are, I'm, are those I'm here. the two things that you're hearing? I'm trying to understand what the two things that you're hearing. I'm hearing the actual oh, actual ACB call that I'm right. on. Okay. But but then then something comes in and says right. so and so joined the call, yes, so, yes. so and so okay. left the call. This is okay, true. perfect. So that is voiceover talking to you. So all you would, you know, the, the quickest way I would say is to put two fingers gently on the screen and then that will stop your voiceover. If you want a more radical you know, solution, if you know you just are gonna sit there and listen to everything, you can turn off your speech with a double, a three finger double tap and then you won't hear wait, any wait, you're, voice. You're going too fast. You, I know, went, I know. Um, you, went, you went to a triple and then I lost you. Three finger double tap and that will turn off the speech and then you will just be hearing the, the meeting. So that's why I was trying to clarify what the two things that you're hearing. So you're hearing Siri or some, or you know, some, something speaking, which is probably voiceover and the actual speakers in the meeting. Okay. So the quickest way would just do the two finger, just touch the two fingers on your screen and then that will silence voiceover. Yeah, this is three, Pete. Yeah, three and oh, then three, Pete. Go ahead, sorry. I Sorry, go I was, ahead. I was just going to say what Sonia just said. That's okay. And Pete, um, well, she, uh, Marsha, you did mention that you're hearing things like so and so has entered the room. That right. kind of well, that that's a Zoom notification, and it is in your voiceover voice. It'll sound just like voiceover, but that comes in right now. You're probably hearing it now, aren't you? No, I'm not. But I, I did. I didn't turn voiceover on tonight. I, uh, uh, that, that explains that, because because right. Zoom will announce when people enter the room. I get it all the time, and the like. Sonja said the three finger double tap um, will shut that up until you want to, but it it mutes your speech. This um, is dangerous. So you won't get voiceover to speak until you do a second three finger double tap and that will unmute voiceover. But if you're annoyed by the announcements that, you know, that Pete has entered the room or, you know, Sanja is muting everybody or something obnoxious like that, then um, 
<laughs> Sorry, Sandra. Just kidding. Let's, let's go on to uh, Jody and then Dana, and then let's wrap yeah. this up. Sure. Yes, Marsha. I think an easy way that you can do it now, when you hear them, when you hear the announcements of people coming in and out of the room, it's because the focus is in the middle of your screen. What I do is I put the focus down in the lower left-hand corner on my mute button. And then you don't hear the announcements of people coming in and out. So if you leave the focus in a different place on the screen, then you're going to find that you don't hear all those announcements. And I, well, I picked the mute button because it makes it easier to come in and out. What do you mean by focus? Um, the attention on the the attention of voiceover uh, is in the middle of the screen when you hear the voices of you know the persons coming in and out of the room. Um, the attention that voiceover puts depends on where uh, you put your finger. So for example, if you put your finger in the lower left-hand corner over the mute button, then that's where the focus of voiceover will be, will be on that spot. Or if you put your finger on a different place on the screen, it will move the voiceover attention to that part of the screen. So, you know, you can pick a place that's more quiet. And I always pick the mute button. Okay, Dana, did you have, did, do you want to add something? Yeah, just, wrap it up. Yeah, just real quick. She could also ask uh, Siri to turn off voiceover and then would turn off the voice and she could just listen to the uh, meeting as well. She won't hear the people coming and going. That's what I do a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of. Yeah, they're also uh, the uh, an announcing when people come in meetings and when people leave meetings, uh, you do have some settings in the Zoom app uh, to turn those, you can turn them on or off. So you could, if, if that bothers you, you could go into your Zoom settings and, and uh, check or uncheck those boxes. But let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Who's you want to move on. That's okay. Yeah. Um, did, did you have another? Go ahead, Marsha. If you want to, if you need more information, go ahead and ask. I just wanted to cut no, off responses. I got, I got a lot of things here to try. <laughs> every, every time I've tried the triple tap or the double tap, I ended up muting the meeting and not what I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, the, this the, is Sri. Yeah. Go ahead, Sri. So one thing I would suggest is, um, you know, a good way to practice is doing a four finger double tap on the screen. That'll bring up the help menu or the keyboard help. And then you can practice those gestures and every gesture you perform, it's going to tell you what you did. So for example, if you do a two finger double tap, it's gonna tell you it's a magic tap or two fingers and tap, it's gonna tell you pause speech or a three finger double tap to stop speech. It'll give you all that information. So that might be a good thing to practice with. But I can't practice when I'm in a Zoom meeting or an ACV call, can I? Mm, no, okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend. I would just recommend on your free time, just, you know, that way you can kind of practice the gestures. Yeah, I did. I did when I started out, but then I got away from it. I got, I got, I got impatient. I want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we yeah. can all relate to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is okay. one other quick tip, yeah, if go, I may, on meeting voice. Yeah, so, go ahead, um, Herbie. If you lock your screen, that also shuts voiceover up. Um, it's not handy. Like if, if you're going to be like actively participating, like meeting in a meeting, you may not want to use that gesture. But um, if you 
lock your screen completely, that also shuts up VoiceOver and the notifications. So uh, useful to know, like if you're just, especially if you're gonna be more listening than the participating. So I just thought I'd throw that out there as well. And we need to move on. Yeah. So. Okay, well, Marcia, yeah, think, think about if you have any other questions, this would be your time. I I, I, well, I, I, the, this lock my screen is something I've been curious about because I used to put my phone in the case when I went to work out and then it would go to all different kinds of places and I'd take it out and I'd shut it up. So I finally locked the screen before I put it in the pocket and then it didn't do that. But I really don't know what the lock screen means. Okay, who can explain that? This is David. Yeah, go ahead, David. Well, when, yeah, when you lock the screen, of course, first it, put, if you have a passcode, of course, it activates that feature so that you get it unlocked, you'd have to use your passcode or the, you know, touch ID, face ID. And also just makes it so that uh, when you press the, uh, touch the screen, it doesn't activate all those little icons and do, you know, it keeps it kind of in a, uh, Box state. I don't know. It's kind of hard to come with a better term for it, but it it also saves on your battery, you know, because it keeps everything uh, in the background, you know, like notifications and such. It keeps them. Um, so it can also help in that respect. Uh, but you just press that little power button um, on the side or wherever it is on your phone, which uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. You can also set it to auto lock after so many minutes. Uh, I don't really like that feature, but you can have it auto lock if you haven't done anything on your phone in so many, like one minute, five minutes. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that. Uh, but that leads me to another question. I've, I've been out on the porch working on my computer and it went to pass, you know, it, it's, it, it came up white and it said I needed to put my passcode in. But I couldn't see because of the sun, because the, the numbers were white and um and the other thing is if i press what you know the first digit it has like four little dots and i don't uh, if i do it too fast uh, it doesn't follow me and so i tried to do it yesterday this morning and um it's locked me out for one minute and then i tried to do it again and i didn't get the first digit on the first dot and so it locked me up for five minutes and I'm thinking yeah, there was nobody here yeah, I was totally isolated without my iPhone I panicked so um is there any way to get rid of the the passcode because I, I don't go anywhere there's not anything to worry about to me this is Jody Thank you, Jody. Yes, um, I and I know a lot of people. This is a controversial subject because a lot of people think that it's foolish to not have a passcode on your phone. But I agree with you. I my phone's either in my pocket or on the charger, and uh, I'm not really worried about losing it or or getting it stolen. So I don't have a passcode on my phone. You can go into settings, and you can go down to. Uh, touch ID and passcode in your settings, and you can turn passcode off. In order to do that, you have to enter your passcode in order to turn passcode off. But then once you've done that, then you will no longer have your passcode show up 
Uh, oh, you just easy. unlock your you just unlock your phone and go into it. So you go to okay. settings, go to uh, touch ID and passcode, and there's a, a button there to turn off passcode. Oh, that's so wonderful! Wonderful. And I, Jody, I know Herbie's going to disagree. Herbie's going to disagree with me for security reasons, but, but no. You know. Well, actually, I was going to just point out something a little something different. Actually, I wasn't going to disagree with you because you've already okay. All right. Every, everybody has their personal opinions, and you know how you're using your phone. I mean, there are. I, I will. I mean, there's what I was originally going to say is well, first of all, if your phone is a Face ID phone, it'll be Face ID and. Um, Passcode. Um, I did want to mention though that one thing, and I, I do believe that if you turn off your passcode, if you ever back up your phone, you will lose access to storing like all your online passwords to like so keychain and stuff like that. So if you do use any password manager, then you might actually be at a very that kind of disadvantage for turning off your passcode. You won't be able to do encrypted backups or have keychain enabled or things like that. So I was just going to point out that um, outside of the security stuff, there are some other disadvantages that may or may not be important to you. So I don't know what encrypted means. Uh, okay. So this is Shree. Go ahead, Tree. No, okay. I'm going to finish what you're saying. Yeah, go ahead. Go Basically ahead, encrypted. Yeah. Go Harvey, go Harvey, okay. come on. Okay. Encrypted means that when you have the passcode on iPhone, Apple can basically use a very complicated coding system to back up your data, including secure data like passwords and things like that. So if you ever lose your phone, if you ever um, get a new phone or have to reformat your phone or whatever, you can get all that information back. So for instance, you know, like I have a ton of passwords from my email accounts to Bookshare to Bard and all that, and they are secure in my phone. And I can go from phone to phone and um, not lose them. And so, and if you're just, and then so there's like an encrypted backup for plugging your phone into iTunes where it stores your information on the computer or there's just what iCloud does if you have like um, keychain on and all that. So that's what all is that. Key, okay. What is that key hang, thing? Hang on, hang on. This is, okay, hang on, Marsha. You got lots of good questions, but let, let's hold on to a couple of those and then we'll come back we'll give some other people a chance and then we'll come back to you. But lots of really good questions and uh, that, is, that is exactly what we want to do. All right, Greg, are you there? What happened? I think Greg, okay, all right. All right, thank you. Some issues going on. Okay, so who has the next question? Bridget. Bridget, go Bridget. Yes, okay, I was trying to play with my phone to learn how to record messages or maybe a meeting in my diabetes group. But then I lost it, I think it was a voice memo but I just wanted to know, have you guys talked about that in the past? And do you all have a past recording about the voice memo or how to work um, trying to use your record, recorder on the phone, on the iPhone? Oh, wow. That is such a good question. And I'm trying to remember. I actually think I did a demo of that, but it's, I'd have to... Uh, find it and let you know what month it was from. It's, uh, it's uh, been a while, but that's pretty uh -huh. stable. 
but any, but your specific question is how do you, uh, you think you lost it? You're not sure. Is that the question or? Yes, how to get back to find, trying to find how to record uh -huh. meeting the just record period. All right. Who would like to just a real a high overview of how to record once you're in voice memos? Anybody who hasn't had a turn want to explain that? Just how to use voice memos, real simple. Who would like to do that? This is Shri. Go, Shri. So to record a voice memo, all you need to do is swipe right or left till you get to the record button. Typically when you launch the voice memo app, it's gonna land on that. Um, all you need to do is double tap to pause the recording. Uh, now, if you did record something and you think it's deleted, it's actually gone to a deleted folder. If you go to the far left, go to the back button, uh, double tap on that. And that should take you to a couple of different folders. One of them is gonna be iCloud, one's gonna be on your phone and one's gonna be deleted folder. You can check in there to see if it's in there. Um, it doesn't automatically delete and remove from the cloud. It'll, if you if it did get deleted, it'll move into that deleted folder. All right. So that should get you started, Brid Ms. Bridget. Yeah, it's, you know, like every, <laughs> every answer generates more questions, which is good. So does this is that, Pete. okay, go Pete. I was going to ask three, does a voice memos app record like online meetings, like Zoom meetings? You mean when, oh, this is free. Yeah. You mean like if right now on a Zoom call, does it record that? Yeah. I don't believe so. I believe the mic. Because I think that's up. what Bridget, Bridget wanted to record her diabetes meeting. Is that on Zoom, Bridget? No, I call in on it. <clears throat> I use my house phone to call in. So it's just a phone call? Yes. I don't even know if it'll record a phone call. This well, is free. Uh, so if you if you're calling through your landline phone, you can definitely use your voice memo on your phone to record that call. Just put your landline phone on speakerphone and hit the record button. Yeah. Okay. And I have one more comment, if you don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Um, a while ago, some I don't remember names was talking about pictures. And they were saying, if someone send you a picture, put a description on it. And I did that, and I found that was a really good thing. So now I called everybody to send me a picture, but put a description on it. And they did it, so I go back, and I can hear who the picture is, what they have on. So that was a really good idea. Oh, thank you. Look at you. You are doing great, Miss Bridget. <laughs> That's great. You got to show me how to do that. Okay. All right, Shri. I was just going to say, Bridget, you can also ask, since you, since it's annotated or it's marked on those photos, you can actually ask Siri to find it based on that word that's in the name of the picture. Oh, okay. Well, some else I look for. Thank you. All right. Very good. good Thank you. Okay. Who's next? Greg? Hey, this you? is D. Okay. Go, D. Okay. Today, I feel like a beginner. I okay. went in. Okay. I wanted to email something to someone. I actually made a document in notes mm -hmm. and I wanted to send it to someone. So I called that person today to get their email address 
And she told me, so I'll just email you because her email is a super long thing. So she emailed me this thing. Then I tried to put that into my contact list. They used to you just swipe up and down on somebody's email and it would ask you if you wanted to add it to your contacts, but it didn't do that today. I could not find that anywhere. So I ended up copying her email and went into contacts and post pasted that in there. But then I found out I could not, I could share my note, but I couldn't. I ended up sharing it to another friend who had a, has an Apple product. So when she got it, it asked her to open uh, Apple, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call that? iCloud, mm -hmm. iCloud. Yeah. Ask mm -hmm. her to open iCloud to get this thing so that she could open it up. So I said, okay, I don't think that's going to work for this other person because they're going to regular, just a PC, and I doubt they have iCloud. So I ended up having to copy and paste this document into an email. I re hit reply on the email, her email, and then I copy and pasted my information in there, which worked, but it's not the way I wanted to do it. But it was just a hassle today. It should have just right. taken a couple of minutes and it turned out being a nightmare. But yes. at least I got the job done. I but what happened to the deal of being able to automatically put somebody's email in your contact list? Yeah, I think we had that. Uh, I think Elisa may have brought that up that it's no longer easy to share. But I mean, so it's sharing a link versus just sharing the message. But I haven't. Anybody else tried it and have any workarounds or we're just stuck with it? This is Shri. Go Shri. So I believe this is a known issue. Um, are you running iOS 16.03? Yes, sir. So um, I have noticed this problem too. And what I've had to do is kind of do it over and over and eventually it creates a contact. I'm not exactly sure why, but um, I did report that problem to Apple Accessibility. Okay. This is Pete. Okay, go Pete. Uh, you also asked Dee about how you can get the uh, address into your contacts from an incoming email. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to the top of the open, once you open the email and go to the top where it has the from and then it lists uh, the email, instead of flicking up, I think if you double tap, uh, you'll get a couple of options. You may have to flick to the right once or twice and then go into another email, the same email address a second time. But that should open up the screen and one of the elements on that one will be to, you know, to add to an existing email or create a new email. So try double tapping on the, at the email address that it came from, from your friend on the top. Okay, okay. Yeah, they've really hidden it now, I think, because, you know, used to you just flick up and down and it'd be in the menu. Now there's all kinds of stuff there, but sure not add to your contact list. Mm -hmm. so. Right. Okay, I'll try what you had to say progress. there. Sounds good. Thank you. Sure. All right. Okay. Who's got the next question? Elisa. Okay, go ahead, Elisa. So have any of you updated to 15.3 and what have you found helpful? Or notice. Okay, anybody updated to 16.03 and anything helpful? This is Pete. Go ahead. 
Well, 16.1 dropped today. The next upgrade from 03, it goes up to 16.1 and that is available as of today. Yeah, I like the word dropped, like we're so cool. Like we dropped oh, yeah. a record we or something. We are cool. <laughs> we're cool. Thank you. You got, you got to know you're cool in order to be cool. I see that. Okay, thank you. All right, good question, Lisa. Okay, who's next? Linda. Linda. When would you use read screen? Okay, who uses read, read screen? Anybody? Any thoughts on that? This is Pete. Go ahead. I, I keep, I hate to monopolize like this. Oh, don't worry, I'll tell you when you are. Yeah, you sure will. Uh -huh. um, well, actually, um, who was it who asked? I'm sorry. Linda. Linda, yeah. you know, I think most, most people who use it are sighted people, believe it or not, where they wanna read something like a full article, like, like if they're commuting in their car or something. But um, it, it can be used uh, as a, a, an alternative to voiceover. If you just want to, like, like I just said, for a sighted person, if you want to read a lengthy article or a lengthy uh, email or something that where you're going to you know, sit and listen to it for, you know, for a few minutes or so at least, then you could, you could just tap on, it's called speak screen and it's in, uh, I don't know. I think it's in accessibility settings, and um, you'll find it under, I think, spoken content, and uh, you can enable speak screen. And then all you need to do uh, is, when you get the article in your uh, up on your screen, then you can just do a two finger double tap, like your magic tap, and then it will enable the speak screen, and it will just read, 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 uh, and it'll drive you crazy um, until you remember that you need to do another two finger double tap to stop it. It's kind of like an audio source, like the music or something. All right, thank you, Pete. Hope that helps Linda. And yes, Greg, thank you. Back. I think Greg is back, maybe not. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, who is next? Say your name. Anybody with a new question? Uh, Janet. Go ahead, Janet. Um, I accidentally put a Zoom link into my uh, Zoom the other day, and I was wondering how do you do, how do you delete the Zoom meeting thing from your um, from the Zoom app? The only way I can figure out is how to do it is to clear the history, and then I had to redo the iBug Today uh, meeting room thing. Okay, so just say one more time. So you accidentally put some Zoom link into your history, or I, I'm not sure what you said. No, I, I accidentally added a Zoom link to my to my Zoom because I clicked on it and I went to the. Um, okay, you didn't really want to go there. Okay. Right. And it got added to your history. Okay. All right. Anybody have any suggestions of how to edit a you know your Zoom history? Anybody? This is people. Go ahead, Tree. Uh, just a clarification question. Um, are you are you trying to delete a meeting that had a link, or is it just a link? 
No, I'm trying to delete a meeting that had a okay. meeting that I accidentally put in. Got it. Got it. So it's a meeting that you create now. You don't want that meeting. No, I didn't create a meeting. It's a meeting I could join from someone else. I see. Um, hmm. It's in her history. I I kind of agree with you that you probably you have to get rid of the whole thing. I don't. I've never. I don't think because we think we've tried that. I don't. Unless anybody's done it, let us know. And I. Uh, this is Jerry from Vermont. How Go are ahead, you, Sandra? Go ahead, Jerry. I, I, I haven't heard you start one of these in ages. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, what, what, what my thought is, is the Zoom history will hold like 10 meetings. When you go beyond that or when you reset your phone or whatever, it, it, I think it automatically clears history. But if you have 10 meetings that you want to go to and this thing is interfering, it may be that you have to clear your history. But if you only have iBug today and, 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 uh, and, and whatever, um, you know, and then this, this uh, rogue link that you put in, if you just wait, just keep it at the bottom, you, you're always going to go to the iBug today and not to that other meeting necessarily. It's going to go away automatically eventually. I don't know whether that helps. I, otherwise, you're right. It is clear history. That's, as far as I'm concerned, the only way that uh, you can do that. I have probably 10 meetings with different doctors and uh, this one and, and uh, a couple of uh, Vermont Council of the Blind links that I have and, and it's just uh, some work ones. But, you know, eventually, you know, you have to uh, put them in your calendar if you don't use them regularly and the ones you use regularly will stay in your list should stay in your list good notice my word i like good. the part about me being right that was a good point you make yeah, very good. all right okay all right so i think okay. i'm back there you are okay there you are. here we go keep going okay okay another question you scared oh, come me. on Scared. This is Jody. Jody. Yeah, I just want to answer Jody. Julie's question. What I did was I set up an uh I, I don't enter the meetings through the Zoom app. I have a uh I have the uh, Zoom link in a contact. So I just go to iBug in my contacts and tap on the Zoom link there to join the meeting. If you did that, then you wouldn't have to worry about uh too many in the in the Zoom. I wonder if you can just delete it by selecting it and then deleting it. Yeah, like a text field. Yeah. Okay, other suggestions? All right, yeah, I do it the way Jody's talking about. Uh, you could also put, can't you save a, a link, a Zoom link to your, uh, uh, to your home screen, one of your home screens? Anybody? This is, this is Jerry again. I, yeah, Jerry. I don't know. I don't know the answer to the home screen thing, but if, if, if you were to do that, the, probably the original link would stay in your Zoom. Go ahead, Jerry. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You, I have never tried to send a Zoom link to the home screen. That's an interesting point. 
My my thing is I would do it in contacts or you can put them in a note. I know that. Um, right. You can know, put them in a note or a message because Sanja sends us stuff, the links and messages, although I didn't get it tonight, I don't think. So anyway. That's um, Sandy, yeah. 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 This okay. is Pete. Yeah, Pete, go ahead. You know, on the uh, home screen, kind of like Jerry, I don't know how to do it. I did try it once. Uh, not too long ago and i didn't know how the only way i would know how to do it is get it into a share sheet uh, and then there's that uh, element on your share sheet that says add to home screen but um i i tried to double tap on the link and thought i might get a share sheet that way or, a, uh, or perhaps copy and paste it but neither of those options work so i don't know how how i i don't know how you could get it to your home screen if you can this is free yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, you'd have to create a shortcut. You can do a shortcut and then uh, put it in the home screen. Maria did a demo on that. I think oh, she okay. might have did a byte segment on how to do that with the URL. Well, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Do we have another question? This is Marsha. I've been, every time I want to come on Monday night, I look, I look through all of my emails till I find iBug you know, to get on. And this sounds interesting, but I don't know how to get that link onto my, into my contacts. Okay. This is Jody. Some, Jody, go ahead. When you find the link for the Zoom call, uh, and this is my favorite gesture, you do a three finger quadruple tap on the link and it will copy the whole link into your clipboard. Then you open up your contacts app and you go to add new contact and then down in the URL field uh, you you go to your rotor and then go to edit and then go to paste and then it will paste the entire link for the zoom call into uh, into that text field and then of course you go up to the top and you add uh, the name uh, iBug so that you, you've got it and then you can save that contact and then and then save it. And then whenever you want to go to an iBug call, you just go to your contacts, go to iBug and tap on that uh, on that link. That was a little bit too much for my for yeah. my thing. All right. It's kind of complicated. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a uh, on the iBug bite tonight. I'm going to to demo something that might help you, Marsha. It might be a little simpler. Yeah. Yeah, because I okay. I I tried to I tried the techie call one time and didn't seem to get in there and so i as i kept going to emails to find you guys you know because yeah. i didn't this is just this is going to marsh have you applied to the mentor the mentee program yes okay do you what what phone do you have i uh 13. okay uh, i'm supposed right. to be starting with a mentor and you know this week or next week Oh, good. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Whoa! Ooh! Was that was that Michael using a blender? Wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay that so had me worried there for a minute. I thought my Mac latest update did something when I hit the wrong button. Yeah. Yeah, Marsha, be 
be be patient. It, it can be kind of overwhelming on the front end, but uh, you'll get there. We've all been there, and, and you'll you'll get through this and and learn how to use voiceover. Trust okay. me. Thank you for the reassurance. <laughs> you yeah, you'll be okay. Hey, hey Sri, go ahead. Yeah, I had another question. Um, has anyone experienced where voiceover is speaking, and then all of a sudden one character? goes at a high pitch, then it comes back down to a normal tone. Like I'm experiencing it randomly. Like it would. Anybody, anybody experiencing that? This is Terry. Terry, go ahead. I have not experienced that, but have you, uh, and I'll maybe bet the answer is yes, but I'm gonna ask the question anyway, have you, turned off voiceover and or turned off your phone and then turned your phone back on and turned voiceover back on to see if that would fix the problem. This is free. I, I yeah. have done that. Um, now I did update to um, 16.1 and I'm hoping that's going to go away, but it was in 1603 where I was experiencing this. It, and I'm not sure if it has to do with going from a Bluetooth and disabling the Bluetooth causing it, but there's something where I couldn't figure out where it was just randomly just changing pitch on me. Could it be the voice? If you switch voices, would that make a difference? Uh, that's something I didn't try. That's a good point. Yeah. Any, anybody else want to offer a response? This is Terry with another thought. Sure, go ahead, Terry. Um, I know that in, in iOS 16, which I don't have, there have been issues with voiceover. And so I wonder if that's another bug kind of thing that maybe if you, I know that sometimes when people have changed voices, whatever other bugs they've had with voiceover have, have gone away. So that might solve your problem here too but you might in the meantime want to report it. Okay. All right, three in the weird voiceover voice. Um, any other questions? We, got, we have time for uh, one or two more. This is Pete, I have a quick kind of announcement. Yeah, go ahead, Pete. I saw an item today that the price of Apple TV Plus and um, Apple Music is increasing uh, soon, if not immediately. So if anybody subscribes to um, Apple Music or TV Plus, the price will be going up $10 per month unless you subscribe to either one for a full year, in which case it will only be $100 for the year. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, it's a dollar per month. <laughs> Quite a difference. It's either a dollar per month, or if you subscribe for a full year in advance, it will be $10 total. Each of those uh, products will be raised in price. This is great. I saw that Apple One is price is going up too. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Sri. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, can you? So, what was the deal with the Apple One? Did that price change, or that's still the same? 
Yeah, right. that, that no, went up the same amount, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Huh. This is Dana. Yeah, Dana, go ahead. Well, uh, if they're done with what they were talking about, I just wanted to go back to something that was discussed earlier, but I didn't okay. want to interrupt. No, go, go ahead. Uh, well, it, this has to do with uh, what Marshall was talking about, the pass, pass, the, blah, blah, blah. I can't talk. Passcode? The passcode, yeah. If yeah. she doesn't want to get rid of her passcode, um, she could always put uh, handwriting in her rotor. And if she knows what um, the numbers are in, um, uh, oh, if she knows what the, the numbers are, then without looking at the phone, she could just um, enter them in that way. Um, you know, um, that's what I do sometimes. I, I, without looking at the phone, without hearing it, without, you know, and, and there was a demonstration, uh, Chris did a demonstration on that uh, a few months ago. Right, so that's, yeah, that would be an option just to option, have yeah. handwriting turned on and then, and then trace out what the numbers look like on the phone. Right. Yeah, okay. Do we have, Sandy, do we have time for one more question? Yeah, real quick question. Okay. This is Terry. Terry, go ahead. With a quick question. Um, you mentioned, um, oh, now I'm blanking on your name. You were just speaking. Dana, yes. You were saying that if you uh, ask, when you're on Zoom, if you ask Siri to turn off your speech, uh, I didn't think that that you could use Siri when you're on Zoom. I, I just tried it again and uh, I can't get it to work. Is there something I'm missing? No, I, I was, this Dana. Um, yeah, go ahead, Dana. I, yeah, I was, I was talking about voiceover, not speech. You know, yeah, I, uh, if you ask, if you hold your voice, uh, home button down or side button, whatever you have, and you ask uh, Siri to turn off voiceover, it will. This is Terry. Yeah, go ahead, Terry. I, I, I can't get that to work. Hmm. If I press my home button, um, I can't get Siri to uh, come on, give me the double tone so that I can talk to him. Wow. This yeah. is during a Zoom call, right? Yeah, I do it. Mm -hmm. I, I, this Dana, oh, sorry. Go ahead, I no, go ahead, Dana. I do it all the time for the meet at the movie night. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess we can experiment with that and, uh, and see if we can see if we can get that to work. Or I know when I have when I'm on a Zoom call, I can't use Siri to turn lights on and off. Uh, this uh, Dana again. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Dana. Or I triple click the home button. That'll work too. 
What? Okay. To turn to Voice turn over. voiceover off. Off and back yeah. on again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sandia. We ready for movie night? Sandia. I was having a great conversation. Okay. All right. All right. With, so, with who? Myself, of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I uh, just want to give uh, anybody who hasn't had a turn to say hello, to say who you are and where you're from. And if it's your first time calling in, let us know that too. Who do we got? We didn't get to say hi the first time around. Uh, this is Nikki, and I have a guest with me. Can you hear me? Okay. Hi, Nikki. Hi, um, Dee is here. She's been to the movie, but she hasn't been able to get into um, the movie or other things. So, okay. but she's with me on my phone. Dee, say hello and tell them where you're Hello, everyone. Hi, hi, welcome. My name is Dee. Thank Good. you. I'm, I'm in Southern California. All right. Glad to have you. Nice to have you, Dee. All right. Who else we got? Jeff Thompson. Jeff Thompson. Who lets you in here? Friendly, friendly Minnesota. <laughs> friendly Minnesota. Glad to have you, Jeff. All right. Who else? This is Joe from Norman, Oklahoma. Hey, Joe. Welcome. Arlene, North Carolina. Miss Arlene. Welcome. Hi. Hi. All right. Who else we got? Deb from Kansas. Hey, Deb. Welcome. Hey. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, glad you're here. Who else? Who else? Nobody else wants to say hi? No other friendly people like Jeff Thompson? <laughs> okay, well, we got, got everybody, I guess. So, well, 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 well. So now is the fun part. We have the big reveal. We know what's coming next, so get ready. We are going to do I Bug Night at the Virtual Movies, and with those fantabulous clues, I summon the I Bug Guy. I Bug Guy, are you there? This is the fourth. Hey, this is Michael coming in. Yes, 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 I'm here. Welcome back. <laughs> all right, all right. We got some fabulous clues again this week. First, Grammar Mama. Where's the Grammar Mama? Do you, Grammar Mama, there you are. Me? You, I'm sure you've heard of synonyms and antonyms. Yes. Do you know what a hyponym is? Oh, no. No. Hyponym, that is a word that is a subset of another word. For example. I was afraid there was an example. The word fork is a hyponym of cutlery. Oh, that's pretty fancy. Or, more in line with our clues, a fedora is a hyponym of men's hats. All right. Very good. 
All right, that's your grammar mama lesson of the week. All right, did you tell them we've got the movie coming up this Friday, 8 p.m. Central. You can join in early, 7.30 or earlier for the pre-movie social and stay tuned right after the movie for our trivia and other good stuff. Questions, discussion of the movie. All right, are we ready to get into it now? Here we go for Michael. My goodness. I thought I fixed my phone. Uh, now you Call 911. Are you okay, yeah. Mr. McCullough? You didn't tell the rules, sir. The rules. Yes, we have rules. We are going to give you five clues if you need them. And you get one guess per clue, five guesses per game. So uh, do not just shout out titles or any other information about the movie. Just say your name, wait to be recognized, and then you may solicit your guess. So this submit, submit, submit your gift. All right, I need some help. Yeah, you do. Here we go. Clue number one. Our film this week takes place in a rural area of the Colorado mountains. Dana. Mr. Dana. City Slickers. City Slickers. Ooh, that's a pretty good guess, but not what we're looking for, Dana. This is Shree. Shree. Fargo. Fargo. That is nowhere near Colorado from what I remember. That's all over there. All right. Anybody else before we move on? All right. We are going on to clue number two. This will probably maybe give it away. The male lead is assumed to be dead, but is actually just badly injured. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. All right. Okay. I think somebody's trying to unmute. Is that somebody trying to unmute? This is David. All right, David. Is it The Shining? The Shining. Oh, David. That is so, so, so. <laughs> Yeah, this time, man, we've actually already seen that one. So. All right, all right. Moving right along. Clue. Oop, somebody got in right there before I said clue. Who was D, that? D, D. It's a D. D. Could it be misery? Misery. Could it be misery? It could, or 
<laughs> good night. Mm -hmm. It could, or it could not. Ding, 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 ding. It could. Yes, yes, yes. We are watching that Stephen King hit the, or no, Misery. Yes. Starring Kathy Bates and James Kahn from 1990. Many people believe it, say, take off of Stephen King's own, maybe one of his own incidents. So, very I'm good. I'm not going to win a barrel full of misery, am I? All right, Miss D. No, you are going to be the winner of the tattoo on my left arm. Arm not included. <laughs> or battery. Does it require slight assembly? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> okay, Johnny, what are you for our winner tonight? Okay. <laughs> All right, D, mm -hmm. you are the proud owner Ink of a Royal Model 10. Royal Model 10 typewriter. And true to form, wow. you will not be able to use the N as a Nancy key because, well, that's what it is. So this was one of the first mass produced typewriters in the country. So there you go. So you can type away, just don't use the letter N. All right, okay, very good. All right, okay. thank you. Okay, very good. Good job. Good job. We are moving on to, okay, thank so you, Mr. Collins. You want to all those other clues? Want to say good night, Mister? You spared us all. Thank you. Good job, Dee. Let it go, Dee. <laughs> awesome. No idea what that music is about. Okay, there he goes. Bye, Mister. Interesting selection. <clears throat> there he goes. Okay, everybody's muted. And now we will have today is the fourth Monday, in case you are wondering. And on the fourth Monday, guess what happens? We have the iToys segment. Oh, no, I think we're a little early, but okay, well, whatever. We're gonna, oh, no, <laughs> sorry, we got, we got too many things going. We have Greg with the iBytes segment, iBugBytes. Greg, are you ready to go? Greg, Earth to Greg. You'll be here. Okay. Can you there hear me now? Is. Yep. Yep. All right. Boy, all these technical problems You're tonight. Good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. So in iOS 16, the the any of the iOS 16s, uh, they added some features to mail that are really kind of cool and real helpful. So let me go into the mail app on my phone. Talk, mail, forum, emails. Okay, is, that, mail, is the volume okay on that sound view? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So I'm in my list of emails. I've opened the mail app. I've got my list of emails that have come in. All right. So I could I could double tap on any of them and open them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just flick through them real quick. All inboxes, heading. Edit, search, search, dictate, button, messages, unread, replied, Terry, unread, oh. Kim Commando, unread, Julie Cole, October, unread, IDUG today, it's IDUG apostrophe S life, white okay. across the road. 
It's iBug Life, that email. Okay, so let's let's just flick down and see what we have here. Mark has read. So I can mark as red. Flag. I can flag it. More. I can go more and, and I'll come back and double tap on that. Read later. Okay, I can read later. That's one of the new options. I'm I'm not gonna I'll I'll talk about that uh, along with another feature in mail. That's not the one I'm gonna demo, but just kind of remember that if you flick down, you're gonna you're gonna get to read later. And you could double tap on that. Okay, but let's go back up to more. More flag more. Okay, I'm gonna double tap on the more option. And this is just flicking up and down on on the once I've I've gotten to focus on a and email. So double tap on more. Okay, now now I've opened up a menu. I'm gonna to flick to the right to go through that menu. Close button, reply, reply all forward trash message remind me okay so there's the remind me so we've had the uh read later that we got to by flicking up and down we 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 went to the more we double tapped on that and flicked right and we've got this remind me so i'm going to those two i'm going to come back to later but the one i want to demo i'm going to keep flicking to the right flag Mark has move message, archive message, move to jump, mute, notify me. Okay, notify me. Okay, if I get, uh, and, and uh, if Marsha is still on the call, if I get an email like from Sandia or from iBugs saying there's a meeting coming up, and if I want to remember the, if, if I want to refer back to the details on that, I can go down to this notify me and double tap on it. Okay, so I'm going to double tap. Mailboxes, back button. Okay, now what that did, it the the email is still in the same place in my list of emails, but if I go back, you heard that mail go uh, mail back button. If I double tap on that, or if I scrub back to my list of mailboxes, okay. Mailboxes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just flick to the right and go through the mailboxes that I have. Edit button, all inboxes, GRH, thread, notifi all thread notifications. Okay. What it did with that, when I clicked on that notify me, is it created a new mailbox. And the mailbox will have anything that I've, I've clicked on that notify me is going to be in that, that thread mailbox. So let me double tap on that. Selected. Messages unread. IBUG today. It's IBUG apostrophe S life. Why did the check? Okay. So there it is. So if I, it's just a handy way for anything that you need to refer back to on these emails. If you flick through to notify me, then that's going to put them in a, a separate mailbox that you can quickly get to and just flick through those and find the one you want. So let me, let me, let me tell you on the remind me, uh, we, we came to the, the first one we came to was read later. And then the other was remind me. So with both of those, if you if you select either of those, then what that's going to do is bring up a, a screen where you, it'll give you three options. Remind me in an hour, remind me today, and remind me tomorrow. And then it'll give you a fourth option to set a specific time to be reminded. Once you've done that, then again, that creates a remind me 
for for either of those choices from creates a remind me mailbox now whenever you've set your reminder like if i set a reminder for tomorrow morning for an email then tomorrow morning when it reminds me it will get rid if that's the only one i have in that remind me mailbox the mailbox will disappear and the remind me the, the email that i wanted to be reminded about will go to the top of my list of emails. Now, anything that comes in after that will will go ahead of it, go on top of it. But anyway, it's I I, I prefer the notify me because that that automatically it's going to stay in the mailbox until I until I delete it. But some real real handy little uh, features in the mail app. And with that, I'll just open it up for questions. All right, who has a question for Greg? Elisa. Yeah, go ahead, Elisa. So you you went to where it says read read later, correct? Well, that that's one option. Uh, the one that I was using was the notify me. So I, so I flicked I flicked down to more and double tapped on that. And then I just flicked to the right until I heard notify me. So say you have an iBug, like iBug meetings. Say, say you have iBug meetings. You can hit those to notify you. Um, are you still there? That you can hit those to notify you that there's a meeting coming up or how does that work? Well, okay. You would, you'd, you'd go to your, the email, the, like if you had the, uh, 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 uh email for the iBug buzz meeting. Okay. You wouldn't open it, but you'd, you'd flick down until you got to more and then you'd flick right until you got to notify me and you'd double tap and that would create a new mailbox. It's called threaded messages. Uh, why, it's, why it's called that? I don't know, but anyway, that's, that's the, that's the, the mailbox it creates. And then you can go into that and your listing of mailboxes and it'll just have anything you that you've you know assigned to notify me will be in that that mailbox so it's a quick way to get to any of those emails that you want to refer back to this is pete yeah pete go ahead but this one the notify me will not actually notify you no. like to remind me will that is that is correct so you can't set a date or a time or anything that like that. That is correct. You just it, have to yeah. remember what the event is and then go to that threaded emails uh, mailbox. That is correct. Yeah. But so, that, that does, that suits her purpose for uh, having the link handy. She didn't seem to have a, Marsha didn't seem to have a problem remembering what time the, the uh, iBug buzz was going to be. Right. But that's, if you wanted cool. to, yeah, if, if, if she wanted a way to always get to that link, she could, she could put one of those exactly. in any of the iBug emails in that, in, yep. you know, do the notify me, have it in the mailbox. And then she right. could quickly get to that mailbox anytime she wanted to go to an iBug meeting. Very cool. Yeah. This is Sri. Yeah, Sri, go ahead. So great. This is great. Um, so is this only available if you're in the list? If you happen to open that email, do you have that option also? Or is it no. just? No, not when the email's open. 
I mean, you could read, it doesn't matter whether it's read or unread, uh-huh. but it can't, the email can't, you can't get to those when the email's open. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? This is Jody. Yeah, Jody. Did you say there's a mark later feature? A read, read later. Read later. Yeah, there's a read later and there's a remind me. And both of those work both of those work pretty much the same. Um, they'll also appear in a separate remind me. Both of them appear in a remind me mailbox. And then once the reminder you know, takes effect, then they'll disappear from that mailbox and go to the top of your email list. Problem I have with that is once you get some more emails, then all of a sudden they're back down and further down in your list. They don't stay on top. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. This is Sri. Yes, Sri. So Greg, um, how does it how does how does that mail disappear? Because there's no time. So how does it know when to disappear? How does it know when to disappear? Yeah, because you said eventually it'll disappear. Well, it disappear it disappears out of the remind me mailbox. Whenever whenever the notification takes effect then it will disappear from the remind me mailbox. It'll still be in your, your listing of emails in, in the mail app. It's magic. Hmm. Greg, this is Jerry from Vermont. Yeah. How are you? Hi, Jerry. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I, I had a question. You, you started out by saying this is like in the, in the inbox, but Correct. what if you, decided to do it in like the immediate box in, in iCloud. Would it work then as well? Let's say um, I found the next iBug meeting and I put it in immediate. Could I then remind myself later or whatever? Um, or use it, the other one too? Yeah, I'm not following you. I'm I'm just opening the mail app. And yeah. I have my listing of I have my list of emails that have come in that I haven't deleted. Okay. Right. Now t- tell me again where you're I have a, a, an iCloud box called immediate and I put all of my, the things that I want to get back to that day or that week in that box. Okay. So, you, if I you're moving. so you, so you're moving emails to that, to that folder, right? right? Yeah. Right. Okay. That would be a different, there are a lot of different ways to do, do things. No, That's one of the, no, 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 no. What, what I'm asking is if say I went into my immediate box and I found one, that I wanted to be reminded of, you know, I don't know, or, or, or read later right. tomorrow. Could, could I still go into that more thing and, and grab those things or I'm, I, I, you know, I am not sure. I'll bet you could, but yeah, I, I, I have not I tried that. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I will try it. Let's see. Yeah. See how it it's goes. a, it's a real, it's, cool. I, it's a real yeah. handy feature. Yeah. I think yeah. so. This Great. is Terry. Terry. I'm thinking uh, back to Sri's question. Um, he asked, "How will it know when to move it?" Well, when it gets to seven o'clock on Monday night for the iBug meeting, um, it knows to take it away because it is now seven o'clock, and it has reminded you that this is the time for the iBug meeting. So that's how it knows when it right. approaches right. the time that the event is to take place. Right, I think, it, but it's linked to whatever time you set for your reminder. 
Right. Or yeah. yes, that's true. Yeah. If I yeah. say remind me at six, then at six o'clock, it's going to go away from the remind me folder yep. and go to the top of your inbox list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sunday, are you tired of questions? We could take, yeah, that's fine. That's a good discussion there. Thank you, Greg. Very cool. It's lots of new things with iOS 16 as we discover them. We'll be sharing them with you. Um, let's see. So we have a few minutes before our iChoice segment. So we have a busy day today, but we will get back to regular questions. That'll be a brief presentation, and then we'll come back to questions. Uh, so before we get to that, uh, who has any, who has a question right now? Anybody? Lots of questions here. <laughs> Somebody new that hasn't had a turn, want to hear from you, please. Who has a question? Start calling names, yes. Somebody new that hasn't had a turn, has a question about voiceover or gestures or that kind of thing. This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I'm back. Oh, no. Fresh in from Seattle. Oh, it dear. rains a lot. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah, I know I'm sure that. we've been taught. I missed the whole first hour, so I'm okay. sure. But uh -huh. I do know what the movie is. So my yeah, yeah, world yeah. is somewhat straightened out. Um, <sighs> I'm sure we talked about iOS 16.1 in the first uh -huh. hour. Uh -huh. yeah. I heard that was that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm no longer afflicted. I, <laughs> By the way, I heard Jonathan Mosen use that word on his podcast this last week. Heard Refer you. in the same context I used it, referring to iOS bugs. But no, I'm happy that the uh, invert colors and app swisher issue has been issued, fake re remedied, and I'm no longer afflicted. So it's great in that respect, right? <laughs> well, it's not perfect. I know. Now when uh, uh, invert colors is on the time doesn't show up on the lock screen, but I can learn to live with that. Okay, very good. Glad you are happy. Brad is happy. So all is well with the world. Okay, no thanks, Brad. This, Who, Brad, go David, go David, go David. Uh, I think last call, someone brought up uh, something about celestial starlight. Celestial, yeah, some weird, yes. I don't know if it was starlight, but it was something celestial. I think star. So where did well, you? I, I saw. No, I Celest came up, it came up. Hmm? Celestial view. View celestial seasonings. No, <laughs> yeah, that was a T. Um, well, I came up on my phone this morning when I was, uh, you know, I had locked and unlocked it. I think that what that's trying to tell you is there's there's, there's a black background. It's just kind of like a fancy way of saying. <laughs> well i couldn't have just said that right thank you david <laughs> but, um because my background's black i mean i could see that it's black i mean uh, huh. and, but it's it sometimes i couldn't get it to repeat it i mean it, it's kind of like every now and then i do hear that i, I it did ring a bell and it did come up this morning when i first unlocked my phone okay. or woke it up you know from its charging <clears throat> right right Okay, good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. And I have iOS uh, 15. I'm, I'm not on the 16 yet. So. All right. Well, very good. Okay. I haven't. Sandra, 
This is yeah. Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead, Go ahead Jerry. Uh, I, I have uh, two sort of uh, a comment and a question. Uh, my daughter was in the Xfinity store uh, on Sunday. This is an iPhone thing. And, and the individual that was serving them said, uh, it was wise not to leave your, your plug-in for the iPhone you know, charging overnight. I, I don't know where he got that. Uh, he said, it, it, it just, you know, if you charge it at another time in the day and then leave it go overnight on its battery, it, it's better for that. I don't know how true that is. I, you know, there's a lot of myths about that stuff. This is Brad. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Brad. I saw a couple, funny you mentioned that because I saw two or three different articles about that in the last two days. Hmm. You know, um, the thing is some guy put a, some, Oh God, what was it? Um, I don't know. One of them video things. Um, anyway, he, um, I think the deal is the sweet spot is keeping your iPhone between 20% and 80% topping it off all the time. They're saying can, um, shorten, your battery life uh, right. and, and affect it. So they're saying one of the things not to do is charge it overnight because everybody likes to start off today with a fully charged iPhone, but right. it charges up in the middle of the night and then it, it stay, hits it that 100% every night. And they're saying that it's really better, you know, to keep it between 20 and 80. Yet one of the other articles I mentioned, the guy said he's been doing it in his two-year-old um, iPhone 12 Pro was at 86% when he um, traded it in. And I'm thinking, I charge mine every night. And my iPhone 12 Pro was at 87%. So it's not really any different. I don't really know that it helps one way or another. So just something true. to think about. Okay, Shree, then we got to move on. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, it doesn't make sense to me because these things are smart. They're they're programmed to figure out how much the device is being charged and not being charged, and then, you know, slow the charging process until um, it figures out when, you know, by the time you need to take the phone out that it charges to you know the hundred um, percent. If that was the case, this whole purpose of doing this stuff would not be necessary then. Right. Real quick follow-up on that. Brad or Jerry, I mean, did this, does this take into account the battery optimization and all that? that this, we all this is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Yes, it does. But what it says is, okay, your battery optimization learns your, you know, your habits. And so like in, in my case, you know, mine, I think knows I usually get up somewhere between 6.30, 7.30 in the morning. So around, if I check my iPhone in the middle of the night to see what time it is, I'll see the batteries at 80%. But sometime after say 5 AM and between when it thinks I'm normally getting up, it takes it the rest of the way up to hundred percent. So it's still going up to hundred percent. Right. And I know that if you're plugged in with a wire, as opposed to using a, a wireless charger, or I don't know how about MagSafe, I think they're smarter. When you plug into, you know, uh, a cable with a light, a lightning connector, once it gets to hundred percent, it does stop charging and you're now running off AC power. At least that's what my iPhone says. When I touch it, it says 100% on AC power. Right. Um, so 
I think the point is it still took the charge all the way up to 100%. All right. With that, we're going to stop the discussion for right now. We're going to do the iChoice segment. And this is where we talk about a piece of hardware on the fourth Monday. And with that, we'll hand it over to Herbie. 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 Herbie will be here soon, I hope. Let's try that. There you are. Go ahead. I wish I'd have known we were going to talk about charging because uh, maybe I would have talked about my portable anchor battery that I got back in 2018 has two USB ports and it still works and charges my phone to this day when I'm out and about. But uh, so um, I don't know how that, that's good for longevity, but uh, you know, here's the situation, guys. Let's say you need to charge your phone and you are a fan of the wired ear pods and you want to be able to use both. Well, how can you accomplish this when your iPhone only has one jack? Well, that is where the splitter can really come in handy. Now, this is a very interesting subject because back when I got mine, there was only one. It was the Belkin brand, and it was around $30. This was several years ago, but I was just looking on Amazon recently, and they now have several one is for a lightning and headphone jack and another one is for lightning to lightning for around ten dollars it says it's apple mfi certified so um that's a good sign i guess though it still seems a little bit cheap to me but um there you go so what does the splitter look like well the one that i'm familiar with looks like a rectangle and it has the port on one end that you plug into your phone and then there's two lightning ports on the other end so i you can plug in headphones and a charger i have never tried two pairs of headphones to see if that would work and that's you know it's pretty much it and it's very easy to use and now some caveats i have had issues with my portable battery that i mentioned earlier where it will not seem to recognize that third party splitter it has to be directly plugged in so that was a source of annoyance and the idea is if you have multiple lightning devices that you want to be able to use with your phone so um another situation might be where you might want this kind of splitter is if you have the 3.5 headphones now they do actually make a similar splitter that just has it looks like it has the one lightning jack and it has a headphone jack for the uh, headphones so that's where you might want to use that lightning jack for like charging your phone and that's pretty much it and if i can just put her on the spot real quick um Sandhya, I know you were interested in one of these the other day, and I'm just curious, did you ultimately get one, and which brand did you get? Uh, yeah, I got the, uh, I think the, the one that, the $35 one, I think it was the Rockstar, I don't know, Brad sent me a recommendation, so we'll have to see what Brad says, but I had one a long time ago and couldn't find it. And the reason I needed this is like when you going on a trip and I want to be able to listen to my iPhone at night and still charge it. And so uh, that was the reason I wanted to have both. So that's. Yep, definitely. 
Um, so yeah, um, the Rockstar, like you said, is a little bit more expensive. I honestly, I did, you know, I'm really curious as to what the difference is between these $10 ones that I'm seeing on Amazon versus the, uh, Rockstar one. Um, I know the Rockstar sounds more expensive. I'm a little bit more inclined to trust that price because it's a more well-known brand and it's probably going to have a better cable than the cheaper one. So um, it's one of those things I would not go cheap on myself. But um, this is Doug, yeah. Yes. I even saw some things that were like, I don't know if you saw this because I was just looking on Amazon, my favorite place, and I mm-hmm. saw them for like $6 too. And I was a little yeah. scared by that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, so are we you have your choice, but yeah. it might be better to go more pricey. And with that, I That's- am opening up to questions. All right. Everybody, anybody have a question about uh, for Herbie? This is Brad. Uh, I, I, uh, oh, hang sorry, on, hang Brad. On. There's Go Brad ahead. and then Jerry. Go, Brad. Okay. Yeah. Um, Belkin. That's the one I recommended to you. Um, I got mine at Apple actually a long time ago when they first came out. I've had one of each for several years now. Um, you cannot plug in two listening devices in the one with uh, either two lightning ports. You can only plug in headphones into one of them. And the other one can only be used then for charge, which is why they call it charge plus lightning. And they call the other one charge plus 3.5 millimeter. So on that one, again, you can plug in 3.5 millimeter headphones. And then the other one can only be used for charge. You cannot use it for lightning headphones or something like that. My stepson also has had the, I don't know how much he paid for it little flimsy, inexpensive one that you get from Amazon. And he gave it to my wife at some point and she used it for a while and it, it died on her. Um, I don't know story again. It's like a lot of those cheap devices. I don't know that I'd want to be using it to, um, um, you know, running charging through just like we always recommend to people be careful about buying cheap charging cables. I think the same would be true for this thing. And the other thing mm-hmm. I have heard, um, <clears throat> supposedly, you should not use the Rockstar when connected to a charging cable with a 20-watt charger on the other end. Um, I have done that with mine, and perhaps that's why mine acts funny now. I might have fried it. So you might want to be careful with that. I did not know that. And that's good to know. I think I still have the 18 watt charger. That might be the same. I think it's the idea was these things came out back when, you know, iPhones came with those little five watt bricks. Mm -hmm. So, and then I read on another list that I'm on, you know, more than a year ago, somebody who, I don't know what his credibility is, but I have none. So, um, I listened to what he said. He said that the 20 watt or charger would fry the thing. So you might be careful about that. This is Sonia real quick. Uh, yes, Sonia. Um, regarding uh, how would you know, is the 20 or 18, are those the big fat ones that come with like for your yes. iPad? Is that yes. The one? Okay. No, well, not the Well, iPad. they come for your phone now, but. Well, no, they, okay. they, they gave the 18 watt one is what came with the iPhone 11s. And then with the iPhone 12s, they didn't come with anything, but you could buy a 20 watt okay. from Apple. And then I've bought some 
third party, you know, MFI stuff from Amazon. I've got a little travel 18 watt one, but <laughs> you know. All right, let's get back to Greg. I mean, I mean, not Greg, Gary, Greg? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, Greg. Um, we don't mean to be insulting. Oh, no, no, sorry, Jerry. No, yeah. just, anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I, uh, I I just bought an iPad with you know with the, the C connector. It doesn't have the the uh, the, the USB. The you have the USB C, yeah. Yeah, but but um, in in my travels, I guide lights and gadgets was selling one of these charger cables that you're talking about with the the headphone jack, the 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 three point five millimeter, and uh, the the charger. You know for the for the you know the the other one but it's a c cable to plug in on the other end so i thought that was kind of interesting i haven't really had a chance to use that one yet so i still stick to my two lightning ones when i need one you know to to work i right. put in wire or i i charge it with it and i i put in bluetooth headphones or something so Yep, so that's another good point. If yours is a newer iPad, and I forget which mod, which early models introduced the USB-C option, but um, that is a different connection than the Lightning connection. I know physically it might look the same, but I assure you it's the USB-C connection is a little bit wider than the uh, standard Lightning connection. And so, you know, if you're getting one for an iPad, um, really make sure you know which type of connection it has, because that is going to matter very much. So, um, this is Shree. Yep, Shree. So I, I, I have um, one of these cables um, that have different heights to let me know which one is the port that's used for charging and which port is used for my audio. These are two lightning ports, not you know one lightning, one right. audio. So the one that you mentioned it seems like it was, you said it was square and flat. So does it make a difference which port charges and which port is the... Um... This is Brad. Brad, yep. It does not. You can no. just, you, the, only, the only caveat is you can only use one for, a head, you know, lightning headphones and one for charging and it does not matter which one. It figures it out, but... Yep. And the fact that I'm here is probably good. It is a good indicator of that. You know, I've not fried myself or anything like that, you know, putting it into the wrong port. So, you know, um, at least I don't think I have, but uh, no, um, no, it does not matter. Like the ones, the Belkin one, at least it definitely does not matter. So. This is Shree. Yes, Shree. So, so Sadi, why didn't you just get like a MagSafe charger and then use the port to put your headphones or? Uh, so, I don't know. I had one before and I like that arrangement. I haven't gotten a MagSafe charger yet. So two advantages with this versus a MagSafe is one, you're going to get, you know, your normal wire charging experience, which is going to, of course, be faster. And then two, you're not adding bulk to the back of your phone. So the wireless chargers are definitely good if you want something that you're carrying around on your phone all day but for how sandia wants to use it you know she's just worried about charging her phone at night i mean why make your phone heavier when if it doesn't need to be um that's kind of the way i see it plus you still have to charge the um <clears throat> wireless charger anyway so i guess it, i mean i guess it really depends on how you want to charge your phone um there are definitely 
are advantages to both. We we have a lot more options than than what we used to. There's also the charging cases like the Mophies if you want to go that route or the uh, Apple, you know, there's MagSafe charging cases. So, so you do have a wide range of options, but if you want a wired charging experience that's going to work how you're used to, then, um, and it's also very lightweight, it's not heavy at all, then this is a great option for that. All right, thank you, Herbie. Okay, so we are gonna, that'll wrap up our iChoice segment. Thank you very much. And now back to our, we have a couple of, several minutes left. So. Anybody who didn't get a chance to ask a question, you know, we had a lot going on today. So just say your name and we'd love to entertain your question. This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. I just wanted to get back to Marsha about, she wondered what Keychain was. And that's an app where you can save your passwords. And getting back to the fact that I don't use a passcode, I don't use Keychain to, to remember my passwords. So that means that each time I go into my bank, I have to use the password there. And each time I go into you know, different applications, I used to have to use those individual passwords where if you have keychain, it will remember your passwords for you, but you can't use it if you don't have passcode turned on. Okay, good explanation. Very good. Thank you, Jody. Thank All you, right. Jody. Sure, Marcia. Very good. Who's and thank you, Greg, too, for, for that explanation. I'll try it and get myself all doubled up and then I'll come back to you again all, all right. right good Who's this that? is greg go greg so i have a, a question and a comment okay. so my question is with the older iphones uh my understanding is if you had screen curtain turned on you really didn't save any battery life because all the pixels were still lighting up and you were just putting a curtain in front of it and I'm, with the new phones, newer phones, the OLED phone displays, uh, does that in fact save battery life when you have screen curtain on? And then my, my comment, I heard on a podcast the other day that with a USB, if you plug a USB in to your, to your jack on your phone, and if you were to have any sparking, which uh, it would, it would, uh, it would wipe out the lightning charger like on your cord. If you had a USB-C connection and you had any sparking, it would fry the port as opposed to the plug-in. And I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I just found it interesting. Okay, hopefully there's no sparking. Doesn't sound like this a good thing. Okay, go Shree. I'm just going to answer the first part of your question because my understanding, because it's OLED, that when it goes to a dark mode or when it goes black, that pixel is actually turned off. So if you have a lot of pixels that are in pitch black or dark, it's supposed to save your battery because it's turned off. All right. Very good. Thank you, Shree. This is Brad. Okay, Brad, and then we'll move it on. Yeah, I'm not sure what Sri was saying. Uh, uh, well, my understanding is screen curtain, no matter what kind of screen you got, it doesn't save battery power. It's some, it's a different thing that's going on. There's, it does not turn the pixels off. It's a screen. It's a curtain like, like the other. So I don't think it does. All right. We will leave it at that. Uh, okay. 
Somebody else that hasn't had a turn, I see some people that are waiting, but we're going to give you a chance to say your name and ask your question. Michael. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, this is one of my plethora of issues. Plethora, plethora. Plethora, that's right. I stand corrected. Yeah, I know. So this is a, I guess you'd have to have an Apple Watch that's probably cellular to be able to answer this or else you're a really smart person. I, uh, so my Apple Watch, it started, you know, I could answer phone calls, make phone calls on my watch, independent of my phone. But it's no longer doing that unless the phone is powered off. Then I can independent, you know, then I can, of course, use the watch as a cell phone, make, make and receive calls. And I've paired, unpaired it, done everything else I can think of. Not even know if there's any settings and short of calling AT&T to see if they have any ideas, but uh, I don't know if anybody has any ideas. All right, so you clearly have a cellular, a watch with a cellular plan, right? To state the obvious, right? right? Okay. All right, anybody with the watch with a cellular plan or knows of this issue? This is Shree. Shree. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I'm definitely not smart. So I can just tell you, Michael, it works on mine when my phone and my watch are both turned on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mine, yeah, mine was working. It just, I just noticed it stopped maybe a month ago or so. So did you, this is Shree, did you um, cancel the cell service on the watch and try to restart the cell service? No. Okay. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. yeah I, I have a watch with a cell plan and it, lately what it started doing is it won't invoke if if I have my phone on and my cell, I mean and my watch. It won't invoke the cell service for some reason, and, and, and so I'm experiencing much the same thing you are, Michael, because I I I always make calls and receive calls on wireless with with the watch, but I can't do it on cell. Um, I even turn wireless off when I was out and tried to re-invoke the cell plan. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know I what's tried, going on. Yeah, I tried that also. And I mean, the, you know, apps that depend on uh, internet, you know, I turn Wi-Fi off. And so it's, yeah. it, it's, it's receiving the cell signal. It's just won't, it's just the phone calls that are having issue. This is true. Who's your carrier, Jerry? Um, uh, hang on a second. It is uh, Xfinity. Okay. Yeah, AT&T. So. Uh, Go ahead. So Michael, did when you you said you unpaired it, right? Yeah. Okay. So when you unpaired it, did you set the uh, the watch to factory reset? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was a pain. I had to load up everything again. Good Jake. luck with that. Oh, go, Jake. Um, <clears throat> I know that like AT&T has one number. And um, so is your watch connected in through that? Yeah, yeah, that's 
uses that same number. Although internally they give it a separate number, but it, it's not usable. I mean, no one can call that number, but for tracking purposes, you know, if I go to look at my bill, it'll show the watch and the phone number associated with the watch. So. Bill. Yeah, I guess you'd have to call ATT. All right. Yeah. Looks like that's the consensus. Good luck, Mr. McCulloch. All right. Somebody new? Xavier, I see that you are there. Do you have a question? Yes, I'm waiting. Yes, sir. You've been waiting a while. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I recently had to reset my phone, my uh, settings. So do I have to individually re uh, reprogram them? Or how does that work? Or do I have to go through... Uh, uh, anybody have any suggestions on how to reset uh, some of my settings? Okay, I missed the beginning. You you recently did what? This is true. I had to reset my uh, settings because okay, my reset your settings. Yeah. Okay, go go, Shri. So if you just did the basic uh, settings reset, the only thing that you'd be resetting is your Wi-Fi password. You'll be resetting all your you you have to put in your CSV card. Uh, your security code for your credit card, if you have that on file. Uh, but your apps and everything should still be intact. Uh, and you'll lose all your voiceover settings. So whatever voiceover settings you had, those will get reset also. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. And you don't have to be so nice, Xavier. You can just jump in. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be patient and wait. No, no. It's okay. You you have to got to be tough around here. Got to so be, be aggressive. Yeah, you gotta be aggressive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, good job. Thank you. It's a great question, Xavier. Any other questions? Since you waited so long, you get an extra one. You know that? We'll throw in an extra question for Xavier. No, I'm good. Thank you. You're good. Okay. All right. Who else? Who else is waiting patiently for a time to ask a question? Thomas in Colorado. Thomas <clears throat> in Grand Junction. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I have a. I have two devices they're on the same account. But the problem I'm having is when I go to turn do not disturb on or off, it says I have to unlock my iPhone first. Um, I, I, I've never had to do that before, but now it says you need to unlock your iPhone. Then when it does, it says, okay, do not disturb is now turned on. All right. Somebody hasn't had a turn one to help with. Thomas, anybody? Okay, so are we having to unlock the phone to be able to activate Do Not Disturb? Is that what you're asking? Correct. It, and that's the same, turn it again on or off. You still have to unlock the phone. Hmm. Okay. This is Shree. Are you doing through this through Siri or are you going into the focus? You try, well. No, doing it through, through Siri. Siri. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is something I kind of think that's right. I think I, I'm trying to remember, you just do it so automatically, so I, but I. <coughs> this is Brad. Brad, go Brad. If you go into settings and then go to uh, passcode and uh, either face ID or touch ID, depending upon which kind of phone you had, there are some settings in there that determine what you can and cannot do with the phone locked. Like I have mindset. You know, no Siri when the phone is locked. Actually, basically no nothing when the phone is locked because it makes the phone more secure. If you are, allow that stuff when the phone's unlocked, 
and anybody could just pick up your phone and you know uh access siri give it commands things of that nature so where i'm going with that is you might go into settings and uh and then um passcode and touch id face id whichever one you've got and see what your settings are set to it might okay, have been yeah, during uh during an ios update that could have changed from what you had it before okay yeah i'll check that thank you guys so much i really appreciate it thomas is done speaking all right sir glad to have you okay who else new question new person hasn't had a turn Getting down. This is Ned. Ned, there you are. Yes, I have a friend who has an iPhone and the background on his phone is black. So that means his letters are showing up white. Is that what they call dark mode? All right. Who would like to ask, answer that question? I think so. I think so. This Ned. is Brad. Brad. I think, I don't think so. I think he's just got a black um, wallpaper or his lock screen which is what i have and then the letters are white whether dark mode is turned on whether invert colors are turned on or not that's just at least on mine that's what it is i have the all black wallpaper yes he says he can see the letters better so but it, yeah, so here. that's so that's different than dark mode huh <laughs> that's different from dark mode correct dark mode is his lock screen is going if he's got his setup with a all, with a black wallpaper, uh, like I do, he's going to have a black background with white letters on his lock screen, whether or not dark mode, or in my case, even invert colors is turned on or off. You, you looks the same no matter what. Okay, this is Ned. Go ahead. So then what is dark mode then? This is Brad. Yeah. Dark mode will reverse colors on on some things, but not everything. For example, if dark mode is turned on and I open the mail app, I'm I'm going to get a black background with white text. If I open the messages app, I'm going to get a black background with white text. And it's that way on most stock apps. And it might be that way on some other apps. For example, it's that way on Lyft but um, it's not that way on Uber. It depends on how the developer coded the app. Uh, when I go to Safari, um, when I open it and I'm on my, you know, whatever page you get when you first open Safari and you see your, your favorites that are saved there, okay, that's got a black background um, with the little icons on it. But when I open a web page, I've got a white background because the web page is not inverted. Now, invert right. colors is different, but dark mode does not reverse the colors on the web page, just lots of apps. Okay, okay well, thank you. I, I never set up a black a wallpaper, but I know that I know like if I look at my messages, not that I can read them, but I can see that it's a black background and, you know, a white lettering, but I, I don't know. Okay, it's neither here nor there. Okay. Real quick, I keychain key question. We have like one minute. So the question I have is I forgot a password to a website and I'm trying to figure out what it is, what it is. Anyway, can I go into keychain into the passwords and delete it and then just like start over? Or I hope this that's is, like this is Brad. Brad. Keychain's just saving it you probably need to go to the app or the website and change the password on the website 
Yeah, this and, is yeah. And then when you log in, Keychain will notice that you are using a different and it will ask you if you want right. to update your password. Well, and just to clarify, a little while ago there was a question about Keychain. Keychain is not an app. It's a feature of iCloud. So right. it's kind of built into your iOS. It's built it's a iCloud. You turn it on in your iCloud settings and then it's enabled. Right. Unfortunately, this 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 Cicero app we've talked about many times, and it's not giving me, it doesn't say forgot your password. It just keeps saying these credentials don't match what's on record. And I'm like, we're just going in a circle. It's so possible that app doesn't use Keychain. You might want to go to Keychain, find it in Keychain, and just delete, you know, open. Actually, you go to settings and go to passwords and delete yeah. it. On, this is on your iPhone, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go in there, find that password, and just delete it. Yeah, that's what go I was Go to it, and then just thinking. swipe up, and, you know, in, in your actions order. And you should just delete it, and then go to the website and log in manually. Okay. This is right. the name of the app or the okay. website? Hold, 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 hold this on. is Pete. Okay, Pete, go. Is the passwords setting in your settings app? the same as keychain because i've got all a, a ton of passwords in that this, this is password Brad. okay go brad Better if you up. have keychain turned on the passwords that are in the settings uh, in your ios settings are backed up to icloud that's what keychain does it's not a separate app it's a feature but I don't um, have to have keychain and enabled if to you have do passwords not have, my no. settings. But then they're right. only on that one device. If you yeah. have an iPhone, an iPad, maybe you have a Mac. If you have keychain turned on on all those devices, then they're all going to pull your saved passwords out of iCloud. Okay. They're all cool. going to use that same resource. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We got to wrap it up. I think I heard Jake. Was that you? Yes. What website are, are you talking about? It's called Cero. Cero. I think it used to be <clears throat> iBlink Radio. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> I'll take a look. I think that there there used to be a thing that said uh, forgot password, okay. but if not, you'll have to call them. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. That brings us to the end of our call for today, Greg. <laughs> thank you so much, Greg, for your wonderful. Uh, good job, facility. Greg. 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 Sorry right. about the technical problems. It's we're okay. Getting, we're good. We're, good we're getting job, tornado dude. sirens here. Oh, no. Okay. Well, very good. Just quick recap of this week. What's going on this week? Tomorrow, I bug, uh, I bug mini buzz on Clubhouse 5 to 6, then back and talk on Zoom 7 to 8.30, then when Thursday, it's, it's I bugs life. Why did the chicken cross the road? The proverbial question, come and find out why and then that'll be how to cook chicken in different ways so that'll be fun that'll be at seven and then friday night is i bug not at the virtual movies we're going to be watching that lovely family classic misery okay <laughs> then uh then we will be back next week for another round of i bug buzz so with that we will say good night thanks for all the great questions and participation here we go we are ending the call